Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. I've had a few, let's say, dismal attempts at growing vegetables in my very small backyard where they never seem to get enough sun in the pots on the ground and attract way too many bugs. So I was delighted to come across a system at the recent Plant Powered Show that is easy to use in a tiny space. Erin Cullis, General Manager of Urban Economics, began by explaining to me why the hydroponic method of growing food is good for the environment. So the main aspect would be the water saving. Just to give an idea, 90% saving on water compared to conventional methods, so soil. If you, you know, imagine soil, water gets put into soil, it runs away, most of it. So the comparison would be, if you have a lettuce in soil, from seedling to harvest, it uses around 30 liters of water. In a hydroponic system, from seedling to harvest, one liter of water. So it's a massive saving. So it's water-wise, and especially in Cape Town, we've had water crises before. This is a really good way of saving water and growing sustainably. How varied a amount of things I see that you've got um, basil, those are some sort of shard. Can you grow pretty much anything in the system, or is it limited because of the space? So anything can grow. We've got different systems to grow different variety of plants. So if you are looking to grow tomatoes, you would need a more of a supportive system. And we've got different systems for those plants as well. So in terms of what you can grow, there is no limit. You can grow anything. We've tested from succulents to edible flowers to normal flowers to self-supporting edible plants, leafy veg, to fruit-bearing plants as well as big as watermelon can grow in these systems. So there's really no limit to what you can grow. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Explain to us how exactly it works. Okay, so essentially if you, have a, if you have a plant in soil, most of its energy is focused on searching for two things, food and water. In a hydroponic system, there's only water and you add nutrients to that water. So the plant doesn't have to search for food and it doesn't have to search for water. So essentially, it focuses its energy on growing, and which is why you get faster yielding plants. So it doesn't have to search for these main things that it needs to actually survive. But essentially what we do, and with hydroponics in general, you just recirculate the same water 24-7 through your system, and plants are just able to grow and be self-sustainable on their own. So it's an automated watering system. You don't have to water your plants. It runs on a small submersible pump that you're allowed to run 24-7. And even when load shedding is a factor, the actual system itself retains 50% water when the pump turns off. So load shedding is not even a problem for these things, you know. So it's essentially kind of like a system of pipes. The plants aren't even in any soil. Not at all. There's there's zero soil used here. It's purely water. And uh, once a week, you'll add nutrients to a tank. And that tank will actually just supply the entire system. And it'll just recirculate in the system back out into the tank. And because the system is entirely closed, there's no evaporation. So no water is being evaporated and lost. The only way water is consumed from the actual system is through the plant absorbing it for growing purposes. And in terms of the nutrients, what do you add? And presumably they're organic as well? Yes, so the nutrients, there's a wide variety of nutrients on the market that can be used. We've got clients that use worm tea, very common, um, guano, kelp. You know, there's lots of different things that you can use because when it comes to hydroponics, you essentially are in control. So you control the pH uh, and the amount of nutrient in the water. 
So you control what this plant is going to get and how fast this plant can develop. So it's a very simple way of, of going and growing. Um, and in terms of the nutrient, there's many different options on the market, you know. This is a small little installation in front of me, so presumably this is something that I could use at home, but these are obviously extendable into farm-wide use. Yes, correct. So, you know, you can pretty much take a small system, grow it at home, you know, grow on your own, or, you know, and farmers are most, most days now, they are actually seeing this as a very cost-effective way of growing commercially large-scale because there's less maintenance costs. And that's a big factor for farmers, you know, in terms of profitability. So it's become very big, especially in Cape Town. And, you know, if you have a look at Almeria in Spain, you'll see if you Google this, Almeria in Spain, there's a area of the actual uh, place that's actually completely full of greenhouses. And it's just flourished. I mean, it's become a, the next big way of growing commercially, you know, because it's, it's just much cheaper to maintain. You spoke about greenhouses. So how much sunshine did these plants get? So in a greenhouse, they would get scattered light, which is fantastic for these kind of plants or just plants in general. But we use them in outside. We don't, we don't put them indoors necessarily because you'd need grow lights, um, especially in South Africa, you know, electricity being a problem. Grow lights are quite expensive to operate. So we have great climate. Put it outside in the sun, whether it's full sun, half sun, doesn't matter. Your plants will love it. That's all they need. They just need some sunlight. Sounds like something I need to try. Thanks to Aaron Cullis, General Manager of Urban Economics. And that's it for this week from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.